Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. You can turn with me, please. Uh, we're going to be picking up in 1 John chapter 2, picking up in verse 15. So 1 John, not the Gospel of John, but the Epistle of John in the back. So 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, the title of our message is, Love Not the World. Love Not the World. As believers in Jesus Christ, we need to guard over worldliness, being like the world, being just like the world. There's a thing that the Bible teaches, and we're going to look at that today, again, a thing called worldliness. And we need to guard over that because God has given us a new life, and we're to be set apart. It doesn't mean that we live in a bubble, but it does mean that we're different than the rest of this world. We are to be different. We are to stand out. We're to be different than the ways of the world And God has a plan and a will for our lives. And I believe if we are caught up in worldliness and the things of this world, we can miss out on God's plan, God's will. And I believe that happens quite often in the life of a believer. It can happen quite often. And I pray today as we look at this message that we would see where worldliness is possibly getting into our lives. Because God has a plan Alex Marashko shared this with me, and I, when I seen it, I thought, wow, the, the congregation needs to see this. And it's a short video. It's a little over four minutes long, and uh, it's regarding a, a group called the Free Burma Rangers. And uh, it was filmed just 15 days ago on May 6th. And it's an organization that rescues people that are affected by terrorism and ISIS. And they go in and rescue people, and uh, they're believers, and they do it very prayerfully. And they're being used by God. And I, when I saw this, I, it just kind of really shook me up in a good way, but also to kind of shook me up to realize the fact that as believers in Jesus, we're on a rescue mission. See, maybe not on a physical rescue mission as these guys are called to, but we're on a spiritual mission. There's people that are held by the powers of darkness, and they're being trapped, and they need to be set free. And I believe what can happen, one of the ploys of the devil, of the enemy, is to keep us so wrapped up in this world that we miss out on being part of the rescue mission that God has for us. There are people dying all around us. There's people that are bound, that need to be set free. And we're called to go in there. We're, we're called to rescue them. And it's a different mission. And a lot of times in our mission, the people don't even realize that they're trapped. And we have to educate them to, to show them that the powers of darkness are really holding you captive. And, and we many times it's just planting seeds, it's loving them, it's doing things in the name of Christ. But it's really truly being led by the Holy Spirit and by the love of the Father. See, the love of the Father, He has great love for this world, for the people in this world. And He has called us and He wants to use us as His people to rescue those that are in darkness. And we are children of the light, and we are equipped, just like these guys were equipped. I don't know if you could hear at the beginning 
uh, of, the, of the video, there's, there's gunshots going on. There's real firing going on as this, this was taking place. And you know what? That's happening with us. You know, we, we have the whole armor of God that we can put on. And there's, there's casualties and there's a war going on. But I just want to encourage you, soldiers of Jesus Christ, be encouraged. Stay in the battle. Stay in the fight. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Put away the ways of the world. Put away the ways of your past. Put away the ways that can hold you captive. Because God desires that each one of us will be used for his rescue mission. So we're going to talk about that here in our text. If you can, uh, stand with me as I read just these three verses. So we're just going to read out of First John chapter 2, verse 15. And I love standing as we read the word. It's just kind of in reverence of God's word as we as we look to him. So John the Apostle writing says, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides, can we say that last word together? Forever, abides forever. Lord God, we lift up these three verses to you. Lord, we know there's there's a lot in these three verses, so may you communicate to us through these verses, Lord, what your Holy Spirit is saying to the church today, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The Apostle John, who wrote this text, He's known as the apostle of, say that all together, love. Very good. He's known as the apostle of love. And early on in chapter 2, verse 10, he said that we're to love our brothers, and those that love their brothers are, uh, they abide in light, and there's no cause of stumbling. So we're we're called to be people of love as believers. We know that. If you've walked with the Lord uh, any length of time, you realize that we're called to be those who love. We're to love one another. We're to love the lost. We're to have love. But in our text here, it says there's something we're not to love. And the thing that we're not to love, it says right here in verse 15, and I'll put it up on the board, it's the world. It says, do not love. So we're called to be those that love, but it says, do not love. And the thing that we're not to love, it says right here, we're not to love the world. And you might say, well, pastor, that seems kind of strange. I thought God loved the world. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. It's not the world that's being spoken of here. You see, the Greek word is cosmos, and and there's different definitions for the word love throughout the Bible. And so you have the first one, the world could be just the earth itself. So that doesn't make sense, does it? Love not the earth? It doesn't make sense. And that's not what it's talking about. And then love not the world, the people in the world. And again, that doesn't make sense because God loves the people in the world and we're to love the people in the world. They're not our enemies. Sometimes we think the people in the world are our enemies and they're like, oh, they're doing it wrong and they're doing this and they're talking this way and they're, and we think that the battle is of the world, but truly that's not what the Bible's talking about. They're actually the ones being held captive under the sway of the devil and they don't even know it. But the world here is talking about a, a world system that's, 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 that's orchestrated by Satan himself, controlled by Satan. 
And it's a system that opposes God and the work of Christ, and it's set up to keep people from God. And John the Apostle is saying, love not that worldly system. Hate it. That system that's controlled by Satan, that keeps people away from God, that opposes the things of God. Let me show you this verse here, I think helps to bring a little clarity to it. 1 John 5.19 says, we know that we are of God. And that's us here today. If you're a believer in Jesus, we're of God. So John the Apostle is saying, we know that we're of God. I know I'm of God. How many know they're of God? Raise their hand. We know we're of God. Because we're born of God's spirit, we know we're of God. So, So John's saying, we know that we're of God. But listen to this. This might shock a few people here. We know we're of God, but listen what John, the apostle said, empowered by the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he says, and the, and the whole world lies under the sway of the, can we say it together? The wicked one. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. That's a shocking verse, but it's true. The whole world, we're of God because we're born of his Holy Spirit. We were rescued, right? We we were part of the rescued party. Someone rescued us out of the world. So we're no longer under the sway of the wicked one. So we're under the sway of God and his Holy Spirit. But now we're looking at this world system and we see, wait a second, they're they're being held captive. They're, they're being lied to and we're not to love the system that they're under. Do we understand that? I hope we do. We're not to love that system. The world system will tell you it's okay to have sex outside of marriage. Well, that's against the word of God. The world system will say it's okay to get drunk whenever you feel like it. Why not drink? What's wrong with that? If you're just, you know, partying, we're not hurting anyone. We're having fun. So the world system will tell you that. But God's word says, no, you're not to be drunk with wine. The world system will tell you, you know, it's drugs are okay to get high. That's okay. Actually, it's, it's, it's good. You know, we should legalize marijuana. That's a good thing. Well, the Bible says, no, that mind-altering drugs, it's called pharmakia. It's connected to sorcery, and it's not of God. I even had people just recently come to me and say, Pastor Joe, this marijuana stuff, it's legal now. Is it okay if I smoke? Well, we need to know there's a world system that's set up that opposes the word of God. I, I don't use my opinion. I go to the word of God. It says, well, there's a word called pharmakia. It's, it's connected to sorcery. And it's, 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 it talks about pharmakia or drugs that alter the mind. No, it's not okay according to the word of God, but let God show you. The world today says it's okay to have same-sex marriage and to be attracted to the same sex. Well, you might have that attraction, but it, according to the Word of God, it's called sin, and it's it's, an, it's opposed to the Word of God. And then what, did the, what happens? It, it gets turned, and then it's called, we're called haters, right? We hate people because we're telling them what the Word of God says. There's a world system that's set up, and it's it's entrenched with by the wicked one. The whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. We're to hate that way. We're not to love that. We're not to be friends with that. We're not to say, well, kumbaya, but it's okay. God understands. God knows and understands your heart. No, the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? You need a heart change if you're in this system. They say that it's okay to talk bad behind people's backs. Well, the Bible calls that backbiting. You're not supposed to do that. It's okay to disobey your parents these days. It's okay to yell back at your parents. That's not okay. It's okay to disrespect government workers like police officers. Well, Romans 15 says that they're ministers of God. But for some reason, there's a system today that says, well, no, we're, you know, these are the bad guys. Yeah, there's some 
crooked cops out there. And yeah, we're supposed to deal with that. But you don't have the whole group and say they're all bad. The world system will say it's okay to have foul language. It's okay to cheat on your taxes. It's okay to watch pornography. It's okay to steal. It's okay to be lazy. All opposed to the word of God. The philosophy of this world goes directly against God and his word. It's a system that's in place to keep people away from God himself. And as believers, we're told, love not the world. Love not this system. Jesus, in chapter 17 of the Gospel of John, which I believe is the true Lord's Prayer, he prays to the Father, and he's praying before he gets arrested, before he's crucified. And as he's praying, he, he's praying for the believers. And I'll, I'll put it up on the screen. It says, and I have given them your word. And look at this. And the world, there it is again, has hated them because they're not of the world, just as I am not of the world. As believers, we're called to be in the world, but we're not to be of the world. And yes, we will be hated. Family members might hate you. And again, I'm not talking about being crazy and weird and, and all this other stuff. No, I'm talking about standing for truth, standing up for what is right in love and speaking the truth in love. And at that point, even people that are even that at one time were close to you, they're going to hate you sometimes. For example, if your friends, they want to go out and party and go to the bar and get drunk, and you say, well, actually, no, I, I don't want to do that. I'm a Christian now. I was going to invite you to come to a Bible study tonight. And they might say, well, I don't like this new you. I don't like this new person that you've become. I don't like this. I think you're getting a little overboard with this Jesus stuff. I think you're getting a little overboard with this churchy stuff. And I've had that happen. I don't know. Maybe that's not happened to you. I've had my closest friends say, I don't do not like this new Joe. Well, they used to love me before when I was cheating and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Partying with them, getting drunk, falling down, doing disgusting things. They loved me then. All of a sudden, they don't like me. And they even say, I hate the way you are right now. I'm not of this world. Don't try to be like this world. Be who God has created you to be. Be who God has called you to be. Be all that God wants you to be. Shine in this world. It's a bright light, no matter if you hurt those that are in darkness because you're shining so bright. God loves this world, the people in the world, but he hates the world system that's against him. We're not to love that worldly system. We have such a beautiful location. As I'm preaching, I'm looking at all these boats on the water. The boats are, you know, they're there on the water, but they're not submerged in the water. It's kind of like us. We're, we're called to be in the world, but we're not called to have the world inside of us because if the world's inside of us, if the water's inside that boat too much, that boat's going to sink. Well, if the world's inside of you too much, you're going to start sinking down. You're in the world, but you're not to be of this world. You're not to be the, the same way as this world is. You're supposed to be a contrast to this world. You're supposed to be set apart. Years back when I was in the water meter business, I was living in Michigan, and there was a project. We had projects in different states, and uh, in Ohio, we bid on a project. It was for a radio read system for the water meters so they can read them via radio. We sold the system, but we didn't install the system, and 
They, they hired another company to install it and it was a mess. So they, they contacted our company, contacted me. Our salesperson asked if I could drive out there and help them with it because, you know, they need help. The thing's a mess and it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's not working. And so they need someone that knows what they're doing. And we, that's what we did. So I said, yeah, I'd love to go out there. So it was a four to five hour drive from, from where I, my house, you know, so I was just cranking on the worship music. I was listening to Bible study tapes and through the Bible. And I'm just, just, I mean, just listen, four or five hours just worth of just praising God, listening to his word. And I'm just like, God, this is so good. I love my job. I get, I get paid to do this right now. This is beautiful. I love this. And I step out of the vehicle. I, I made it to my destination, a small little city there in Ohio somewhere. I don't remember the name of the city. And I'm going in there and I'm just, I mean, literally, I don't want to sound like super spiritual, but four or five hours just worshiping God. I mean, I was just like floating out of the car. I'm like, God, you're so good. You're so awesome. This job is so good, you know. So I'm just, I'm just smiling and filled with the joy of the Lord. And I, I get in my meeting and they have the, the city managers there and the, our people are there. And then they have the water department people there. And we're all sitting down at the conference table. I'm just smiling and just, Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm meeting everybody just filled with the joy of the Lord. And all of a sudden the lady, the city manager, I mean, she didn't say, it didn't, we didn't have one word yet. We didn't even talk to her, just said hi to her. And she's looking at me. She's giving me this look and it was spiritual. She's looking at me like, I hate you. And I'm like, am I, am I over spiritualizing this or what? You know, just so I'm sitting down and like, man, she's giving me these terrible looks. I have not, don't even know the lady, you know, so I'm sitting down and I'm here to help them, you know, so they're asking me questions and I'm like doing my best to help, you know, and she's like, if I said it was white, she says, no, it's black. If I said it's sunny outside, she says, no, it's, it's cloudy outside. And everything I said, she was opposing. Everything I said, I'm like, this is weird. I'm, I'm coming here to help them. I don't, we're not, I'm not even getting paid for doing this right now. And it was like a ploy to get me upset and get mad at her, but I wasn't getting mad at her. And she wanted me to get upset. And I'm like, I'm not going to get mad at you. And finally, I mean, everybody knows. They're all kind of looking at her like, are you okay? You know, like, I mean, she's just like, it's like her fangs were coming out. She's like, <laughs> it's like. And to me, she was just making herself look terrible. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Why are you so mad at me? So finally, I says, well, obviously you have everything figured out. You know, you got it all under control. I thought you guys needed help, but obviously you got it all under control. You don't need me anymore. So I stood up. I said, well, thanks for inviting me, but, you know, I guess I'm not needed here. That's okay. And and they, so, so I'm leaving. She's like, yeah, she's almost like, yeah, get out. You know, I was like, whoa. It was the strangest thing. And the sales manager, the guy that set the appointment up for me, he's the he's like, Joe, I don't even know what's going on. I've never seen her like this. You know, he's not a Christian either, so I can't tell him. I'm gonna say, she's demon possessed, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but it was the strangest thing. And there's gonna be times that people are just gonna hate us because of Jesus. I mean, I'm sure there's times I've been, you know, hated or just because I was like acting stupid. Yeah, but I can tell you that time I did absolutely nothing. I just walked in there filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with love. And I was just trying to love on everyone and trying to be a help. And it was just a spiritual thing. We will be hated. And sometimes we need to get used to being hated by the world. Because it's a world that hates God. James tells us, James chapter 4, verse 4. He says, adulterers and adulteresses, talking about spiritual adultery. Listen to this. This is heavy. Do you not know that friendship with the world, here's the word again, the world, is enmity with God? Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? 
Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. The, the, the word uh, enmity means uh, in opposition with God, at, at war with God. And it, it, it talks about being an enemy of God. So if you want to embrace the world and say, oh, this is okay that you're doing these things. God understands that you have these tendencies and you just go with it. Then you're making yourself an enemy of God. They need to hear the truth because they need to be set free. They're being held captive. Proverbs 4.14. Proverbs 4.14. I love this verse, these two verses. Proverbs 4.14 and 15. It says, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. I'm going to read that again. Proverbs 4.14. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it, do not travel on it, turn away from it, and pass on. Can it be any clearer? It's very clear. We're not to be a part of this world system that's evil and directed by Satan himself. We're to avoid it. We're to pass on. Let's look back in our text. 1 John 2.15, back in verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's a heavy verse. Because if we love the world and the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in us. We can say we're believers. We can say, oh, I'm a Christian. But if we're really loving the things of the world, we're really not in love with the Father. And his love's not inside of us. But it says the things of the world. So we talked about the world. We understand what the world is, hopefully. It's a world system that's directed and dominated by Satan. It's a, a system directly opposing the word of God, a system that keeps people away from God. So we hopefully understand what the world is. But what is, what's the things in the world? What, what is this? You know, what are the things of the world we're supposed to hate? And I believe it spells it out in the very next verse, verse 16. It's up on the screen. For all that is in the world... Well, it says, hate those things. Well, what's in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the three things that we're, we're not to love. We're not to love the world or the lust of the flesh. We're not to love the lust of the eyes. We're not to love the pride of life. We're to avoid these things. We're to turn away from these things. After we receive the Lord, soon we realize we're in a battle, and soon we realize that temptation is out to get us. Soon we realize that there's areas that are trying to take us down, and these are the three major areas that are trying to take all of us down. The lust of our flesh, the lust of our eyes, and pride. Pride of life. It's like Satan uses these three. They work, so it's like, why why change it? these, These three work. It worked with Eve in the garden. Remember that? In Genesis 3, 6, when the woman, it says, and so the woman saw that the tree was good for food. It was good for food, the lust of the flesh. That it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes. And the tree was desirable to make one wise, pride, the pride of life. So she took of the the fruit and ate it and ate and also gave to her husband with her and he ate. As believers, we, we have to guard over these three. Daily, there's a temptation to fall to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, to be prideful and boastful. And we're not to love these areas. We're to turn from them. 
God doesn't want us to indulge in these areas. And I believe the lust of the flesh, it can even be good things that turn into bad things. Food, food is good. We're, we're to eat. It's, we're to stay healthy. We're to eat good foods. But, but then if we, we, you know, we gorge ourselves, we become gluttonous, you know, we become gluttons and it turns to sin. A good thing turns bad. Sex itself, it's a good thing. Sex, you know, it says the marriage bed is undefiled. It's God has given sex for marriage, and it's a wonderful thing. If in the parameters of, of God, it's a wonderful thing. But as soon as you step out of the parameters of God, you step into worldliness. You step into the things of the world, and you're in this world system and the things of the world, and it becomes sin. Sex outside of marriage becomes sinful. It's a good thing, but we can turn it into a bad thing. As believers, I hope we have this mindset that we realize this world, this worldly system is passing away. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.